The Business of Life. Brought to you by Country Harvest Meet the Breadwinners podcast. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Well, welcome to the Business of Life, now officially broadcasting globally. Well, Maybe not broadcasting globally, but being recorded globally. Because, Jen, where are you again? I'm on the Danube uh, sitting in Vienna, in Austria. And never mind that, I've had my dinner brought to the room. I've got all... I'm going to take a picture for everyone so they can see what the hell I'm doing. But I've got my, my awesome, groovy little recording unit set up on my bed. And I'm sitting on the other little single bed. Because, as you know, in Europe, you have little singly beds that you sleep in. And uh, so if you want to have sex with somebody, it's, it's things are very, uh, it's not a lot of space. You don't have a lot of square footage and, uh, or you'd be hitting the floor. But let, let's move on from that. Um, I'm eating uh, gnocchi because it's dinner time here. And uh, I couldn't be more thrilled. And I, I too am freaked out about technology and how this works. But here we are, Arlene. We are. And you know what's interesting about what you said? Because I didn't focus on the Noki or the, um, you know, anything. <laughs> I thought about the fact that I wonder if that's why all the Europeans have affairs, because they have those stupid little single beds. And, <laughs> and so any chance they get, they go to a hotel where there's a big double bed. Or you're in a hotel, it's only a single bed. So Well, I'm on a, I'm oh. on a river cruise. So oh, I'm you're on sitting, a river cruise. Oh, I'm literally in the boat right ship. I'm in the ship right now. My bed was a king-size bed, but they reconfigured it today because I am a lady, and my friend Nigel is here visiting me, who has a partner, but he's here with me for four nights. And I said, do you want your own room on the ship? Because I think there was like a spare room. Because I don't know. Anyway, he says, are you bloody kidding? I'm sleep bloody sleeping with you. <laughs> so I said, well, you're not sleeping with me. But uh, yeah, he's just at, he's at dinner right now. He's down there with the band and Chris and everybody else. We have a concert on the ship tomorrow night. Which uh, which uh, river cruise ship line is it? Jen? I am on an Avalon uh, river cruise right now. Okay, so dear dear owners of Avalon river cruises, <laughs> we need a sponsor. I, I would like <laughs> we need a sponsor, and I and failing that, I would go on a river cruise. We need another sponsor. We have a sponsor already. Now we need another sponsor. Now we're on a roll. We need two. So we need another sponsor. And and I, you know, I think I could go on a river cruise too, Jan. And we could both report back to them about whether or not it's a good idea to be on a cruise and maybe do a podcast live from it. I think we should talk about that. Okay. Everybody's going to write me letters and be mad at me. Why? But let me tell you what's nice about this cruise. Send your letters to CTV. Send them to Adam Karsh if you want, <laughs> or to Caitlin Green. There's no kids on this ship. I really now want to come on the ship. Okay. <laughs> a, it's not like a like people imagine like, you know, one of the big uh, companies that are ten stories high and yeah, it's a little um, ones. They're they're they literally are floating cities. They're they're like five football fields long. These take about 120 guests. Every single room has floor-to-ceiling windows in the suites. I want to come. It's like on the very top floor, I sat out there today with my friend Nigel. There's a giant chess set and there's a giant backgammon set um, that are literally like three feet high. But the the food is amazing and you're not out at sea, so I'm not scared on here. 
Um, you're, I'm docked right now, and you literally walked down the ramp, and I spent the day in Vienna walking around. Jen? Yes? I just, I am so jealous right now. Um, I want to come. Avalon, maybe I could do some, I could do like a Dragon's Den on set or something on the ship, a, a river cruise Dragon's Den. I can't sing like you. I can't, you know, perform. But there's, God, I could talk. Wait a minute. Yeah, there's no kids, but is the average age like over 80? Because this is a Jan cruise, so everyone on this ship, uh, it's the second time I've done this with, with Avalon, they're, they're fans, and they want to see the music in an intimate setting. They want to kind of hang out. So I'm, I'm meeting like 120 great new people that all have a story, extraordinary hmm. stories. So for me, it's, it just fills my soul. Are they mostly Canadian? They're all Canadians. I think there's a few, there's a couple from London, England that were expats, Canadian expats. And um, so that's what's happening. So this cruise, everyone is very like-minded. They're sitting and meeting each other and talking to each other. But like last night, we were in a palace in Vienna and they shuttled us there in, in, in these buses. And uh, we saw a concert with Strauss and Mozart and Beethoven and, and with this orchestra in, in really one of the rooms that was a private family's ballroom. So in Vienna, back in the day, mid-17th or 18th century, um, they all tried to outdo each other by having ballrooms in their house that were the size of concert halls. And they literally had orchestras once a month. Everyone was in those ball gowns, just like you see with the little masks and the whatever the theme was. Um, and they waltzed all freaking night. Like, this is right up my alley. But getting back to the average age, I think everyone on here kind of starts, you know, late 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. Um, it's very, it, it's really diverse. That's, you know, I, I, as, I'm, I kid about, I am jealous, but I'm really, I'm really happy for you. I think it's an awesome thing to get to do. I think it's, what a great treat for those 120 people who are getting to hear you perform in such an intimate, beautiful setting. And I can I can feel it as you describe it. It sounds absolutely f fantastic, and yeah. And we're talking to each other, and it's so clear. Like you, uh, it is really freaky. I mean, we talk about this every single time. That one I know, of, but I, I can't get my head around it. Yeah, well, one of a, but lately you've been, you know, I've been in less romantic, interesting places. I have to say, so I need to get my. Although I was in Saint Kitts, but beside that, okay, like beside mm -hmm. that one time. <laughs> I need I need a holiday, Jan. I do need a holiday. Do you think we take? Well, do you think you're there, zooming around too much? Do you think there's such a thing as work life balance? Well, if there is, I'm not super great at it. But I will say that when I stop, I really do try and stop. Although my friends would disagree with what I'm talking about right now. Like, even when I'm at home, I'm one of those people guilty of checking my phone a lot. Even when I'm on my ride on mower, I have it tucked in my sports bra. And I can feel it vibrate on my boob. And I will usually stop the mower <laughs> to look at who's trying to get a hold of me. Um, which is stupid. Um, but I don't know. Work-life balance. I love to work. Uh, work is probably my life. I think it's been probably the straw that broke the camel's back in pretty much every relationship that I've had as an adult that I choose it. 
always. And um, I just love my work. It's what I'm passionate about. It's what drives me. It's what makes me tick. I like trying different things. I, uh, I like traveling. You know, I have a love-hate relationship with people, which I'm sure you do too. Um, but for the most part, I want to champion people and cheer them on and meet them and expand my circles. Yeah, okay. 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 Well, I think it's it's interesting because I think I listen to you and I think that I think there's a difference between um when you're an entrepreneur which I, you know you are and 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 I am and and people who are, you know, driven to kind of do where life and work are so intertwined where what we do professionally and personally is so much the same thing. It's I think it's almost to me I don't even understand work-life balance like to me what I when I'm doing the things I love I'm doing the things I love whether they're work-related or whether they're life-related it's all the same thing I don't know how to explain that to people sometimes I, I say it and they they look at me like I've got three heads and they go no no you need to you need to work class I'm going but that's I love work I love what I do because it's an expression of me so it's very interesting to me Anyway, you're experiencing I think you're doing work-life balance right now you're working in a beautiful environment and Absolutely. Right? And so that, to me, isn't that balance? Isn't that the well, best of all worlds? You're right. I mean, just having Nigel here and, you know, right. one of my dearest friends, for, you know, we've known each other for 25 years and um, to have him here, we, we Chris and, and Nigel and I, my, my road manager, Chris Brunton, we walked around, we were on the hop on, hop off bus today, <laughs> which is the best way to see a city. Mm-hmm. And we ended up at this amusement park and... It was just, I was fascinated. I was just sitting back and watching kids and and their parents and, and families lined up for these rides and uh, really enjoying life. And I was, I, I actually had a moment of just, I felt so filled with joy because I, um, you know, it's troubled times. So to kind of surround myself and wrap myself up in something that I don't see a lot of, um, on my travels, I see a lot of marginalized people. I see a lot of homeless people often when I'm traveling. I see, uh, abject poverty in a lot of my travels. So this is, this is, uh, the antithesis of that. And I know that most of the world lives in a state of struggle. Like, you know, I don't know what the percentages would be, but this to me is a rarity to see people having a few bucks in their pocket and enjoying a sunny, beautiful day. So it, it inspires me and it just, I don't know, it gives me faith in people and, and makes me feel like good things can happen. They can. I, and I, as you're talking, I feel like I should be going da, 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 da. That is a very famous Viennese waltz. It is. We heard that song last night, yes. It is a very famous... I think it is called the... The Blue Danube. The Danube waltz. The Danube... Oh, it's called the Danube waltz because the Blue Danube is the actual river, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Huh. Well, I am coming to you live from a little tiny five-by-five-foot room in, <laughs> I know where in you are. rainy Toronto. But don't don't let that worry you one little bit, Jan. You just go on your little cruise and whatever. Don't even think about me. And I will stop saying that now. Listen, we're going to get right, right to the chase here. Um, there's a big nude photo debate raging on. Um, it kind of, the, the uh, conversation, the narrative got started with Whoopi Goldberg 
kind of advising Bella Thorne uh, on the uh, program, The View, about nude photographs that had been posted, that Bella Thorne had, you know, had had to endure these nude photos being online. And, and Whoopi basically said to her, listen, Bella, you wouldn't have this problem if you didn't take the nude photos to begin with. But that's not the reality of the situation because, you know, and I, I, I have... I haven't done a lot of nude photos in my life, but I think there's a couple out there. They're nothing too terrible, but I I think they're kind of benign. I don't know if I'd be horrified if they were on. I mean, I guess I would be. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Arlene? I don't have a nude photo out there. Well, I I mean, not that I'm aware of. I, I, I have I don't a even, sex I've, tape. No, but I'm I, the only person in it. So no, but I have. That's sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a, a a solo sex tape by yourself no, that only I don't. you got, no, and, I don't. and but you know, like the the they're 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 kind of everyone's saying that she's that Whoopi is victim blaming, right? That um, Bella was a victim, and and so and that Which she's she was. shaming her, yeah, and that's exactly right. She was, um, and, and so it's it's hard to dispute that, right? Mm-hmm. At the same time, and and so I just want to kind of also say at the same time, I think I think what she was, what she could have said is, don't be surprised. Like it's not you shouldn't have done it. It's like just don't be surprised because it's on you know like with phones and everything today. It it, it doesn't mean it's right, but uh, I don't I don't know. Like even that, as I say it, I think oh I don't know, Arlene. But how like, can you tell young people or any pe- yeah. and of any age to say you know don't take nude pictures? Yeah. I mean, there's a there's an element of erotica. There's always this clandestine. Um, secretive thing that, you know, the young people are firing back nudes, pictures of their genitalia, uh, you name it, it's going back and forth over the World Wide Web at an extraordinarily fast rate. And I don't think there's many young people that don't or haven't been exposed to, you know, the lure of sending a boy that they like or a girl that li- that they like uh, a picture of themselves. Send me a picture. Send me something of yourself. There's nothing wrong with taking nude photos. And I, I nothing wrong with taking a- nude photos. There, that's not the point here. And, you know, you just have to know, like, like I was saying, that once you've taken those photos, you know, they could end up somewhere. And you should know that because this is 2019. But at the end of the day, none of that excuses that somebody has violated your privacy. So it's it's... I mean, I think I actually saw a post similar to what I just said. I think the point is, yeah, you can take new photos. Absolutely, you can. Those That's your prerogative. It's your choice. And there's nothing wrong with it. Be, you know, don't, if, if they are in on your phone or somewhere that people can access. And it's 2019. Don't be surprised if somebody gets a hold of them. But on the, the but that none of that excuses somebody violating your privacy and doing that, taking advantage of it. Nothing excuses the person that took advantage of her photos and put them out there. So her saying, I'm going to own this and take it back myself, I thought that took a lot of courage, and I thought she was yeah. making the right statement, which is, if I if my pictures are going to be out there, it's going to be because I put them out there and not because yeah. you know somebody's violating me by you know, sneering or slurring or slurring or doing whatever to yeah. using my picture, my image. I so I I think I I think I totally, um, I I totally can see what everyone's doing. So you have s- no nude pictures of yourself. None, none, not that I know of. That unless somebody not took them when I was of. asleep. You know, a friend of mine, 
um, who's also a um, recording artist. I'm not going to even say who she is. But her husband at the time had, um, this is so such a terrible thing, but he had cameras hidden all over their house. What and had yeah and had uh, it and it was terrible what she went through to stop him from being able to use the footage that he had taken. There were so many conflicting things because of their marriage, but of course there's still the Privacy Act where both people need to know that they're being recorded and all this stuff. But you know there's 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 things that go far beyond you know someone taking a snap of you know, topless on a beach somewhere and putting it on. Most most social media platforms don't allow new pictures to go on. They have you take your account down. I mean, I, I've even seen breast uh, women that are breastfeeding have their accounts suspended because they're like, nope, that, that uh, goes against the rules. So I think social media is trying uh, to to limit what happens. But, you know, the Internet is a vast thing, and I guess the lesson here is to make sure you know who you're dealing with and um, just don't fire those things out randomly. Know that there's consequences. The internet is permanent. So, well, it's should... 2019 things, you know, people can electronically do a lot of stuff. I mean, well, they can, this... they can, they can uh, Photoshop anything. They can make me look like I'm doing anything. Yeah. I mean, photographs. Now they're talking so much about even editing video. I mean, you know, we, we can go back to the Pelosi tape. This is going back, oh gosh, six weeks or so ago where the Trump yes. administration had uh, doctored her, Slowed making it her down. look like yep. she was stuttering, stumbling, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Yeah. I, so I think the point's the same, that we live in an age of where manipulation of media, um, things are sent out of context. You only hear what people or see what people want you to see based on what they want, uh, the message they want to deliver. Um, it's it's getting really out of control. But again, the point of all of that is, is that doesn't make it right when somebody does those things, but you can't undo it. And that's the, that is the, the worst part of all this is, and where I, I really... Again, you know, you have a right to do what you want to do, um, and you shouldn't be surprised if, if it gets out there, but that doesn't make it right that somebody got put it out there. And I think though that's, to me, the crux of this. I, I've often thought, Jan, that... You know, you hear about people taping record, like taping conversations, and and then putting it out. We've all seen it, like you said, like the Pelosi tape, uh, where they doctor it and slow it down mm -hmm. to where they take. They literally can take people's faces and put them on, uh, like in different places, and do things. And they can with animate them. them. Yes, they can and, make their mouths move. This is what I'm saying. And it looks real. You're entering not, into yeah, a, yeah. you know, before caught on tape, kind of meant something because you know, the technology wasn't there and you could usually tell if something was being manipulated. But now what people can do with a freaking laptop, they can literally make you and I look like we're doing anything. It's scary. Jan and I are speaking about a thing called deep fakes. And deep fakes are when people manipulate video and uh, files so that they it really looks almost so identical to the person talking that they even put words in their mouth and, and make, make their faces look like they're saying that you would never know the difference. Never in a million years would you understand that it was a fake 
file you're seeing. So it's uh, really quite amazing uh, in an interesting way what can happen, and it's quite dismaying in a holy smokes way of what can happen. So it's it's crazy. Like I think a lot of times, Jan, I don't know if you think about this, but I do a lot of tapings and recordings as do you. And sometimes, and I'm much more conscious. I did one this morning. I was doing a voiceover for an animated cartoon, actually, which is pretty cool. And uh, as I was doing it, uh, I, I swore. And we, you know, we're laughing. And I, I, I think I said F this or something <laughs> as a joke. And and afterwards, I left there and I thought, you know what, that's sitting somewhere recorded. And it would be so easy for somebody to take that and, you know, basically use it against me. And even this though This is Arlene Dickinson talking saying, to our prime minister. <laughs> yeah, let's exactly. roll the tape now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Or to, yeah, or to any... any no, anyone. but I, yeah, I totally get what you mean. It's... Um, I think about it. And I... I think people are getting more and more aware of that. I mean, imagine, you know, even thinking back to the 60s, 70s, when you're looking at something like Watergate, where these tapes that were found in the Watergate Hotel, that they had been mm-hmm. taking conversations mm-hmm. from different mm-hmm. politicians, um, which were, it was a very complicated situation. But imagine if they'd had the technology available to them now, how all of that certainly could have looked. But anyway, um, moving on from that, I think, as long as people are aware, maybe that's a helpful thing um, that they realize that, you know, Big Brother is watching in an unprecedented way and to just uh, know who your friends are and and be mindful with your words. Yeah. I don't know. Is that fair? That's fair. That's fair. I'm... Um, um, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I I, I was just going to say I'm, 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 I'm a little bit... Uh, distracted today i had my mom is not doing well jan um and so i'm gonna head back to calgary tomorrow because she's just not (sighs) doing well and uh just it's really been on my mind and i was talking to uh, my daughter who was visiting her well because i wasn't there obviously and i asked her to go and spend some time with her and you know she got quite emotional about it as well having been there and and kind of seeing how much she's you know deteriorated since the last visit yeah thanks jan and i know you understand and and I do it was such a it it just um it's really on my mind I don't know how it couldn't be yeah it is you know we all think we have time yeah we think we have this time that really doesn't exist when our parents get to these critical stages in their lives when you know their general health is an issue uh and you know, their their memory problems become more and more of an issue. I don't think we realize how quickly these things can go south. And what you think, you know, in your mind, oh, I've got, you know, I'll worry about this two or three years from now. And I know I fooled myself that way many times thinking, oh, gosh, when she's 85, I'll have to, you know, rethink what we're doing here. But, you know, I think part of your worries is that this could escalate really quickly, Arlene. Mm-hmm. And you could be dealing with an extremely different set of circumstances, even within weeks. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and I don't, I'm not trying to be the harbinger of doom. Um, no, it's, you know, it's people, reality. People go up and down with their health at that age, but it's a reality that your time is really limited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and you're going back and forth, Arlene. 
you're flying back and forth. It is exhausting. I, you know, I hate to even have these words come out of my mouth. I'm glad it's not me dealing with it. Well, you dealt with it for years, and, it, and I, I know, and, but know. that's a terrible thing to say. But I mean that because I no, know no, what you're facing, I, I, and it I is get it. just so difficult. Yeah. Well, there always has to be one of us crying at one point during our podcast. So oh, this God. time it's me, but it's 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 it just does sit with you. Yeah. Oh, it it sits like a rock. Yeah. And it's so fear based because our minds get ahead of themselves. We start thinking about the what ifs. And for me, Arlene, there was so much guilt. You know, when mom got really sick, I'm like, oh gosh, I should have done this. I should have done that. I should have done this differently. I should have done this better. And I know you well enough to know that you're doing that. That's part of the distraction for you is that you're probably beating yourself up. Well, I think it's it's, it's as much, um, yeah, fear, I think, is a piece of it. Um, I think it's more reality setting in that is 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 striking yeah. me it's 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 less um i'm afraid of it because I, I i know i can't stop it or change it it's it's understanding that you know her road is is uh short yeah oh god don't get me going sorry no don't be i just it it this takes me right back it takes me right back to you know, those weeks leading up when I knew something was amiss. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think I used to kind of know when mom would be bouncing back. Yeah. Like I felt like this isn't, but that the last go around, I remember looking at my assistant Nadine and going, nope, she's she's making her way out. What's been happening with her, though? Like, is it just, you were just there. Like, you were just in Calgary. You you left the same day I did. Yeah, I was just there. I've been spending, trying to spend much more time there. So I've been um, going back uh, more frequently because of this. And yeah. and, and I need to. I mean, I, I still have to run my business and I still have to do what I need I to do. But I, I am doing everything I can to spend as much time in Calgary. And... In fact, I just bought a, a a home not far from her because I want to be really close to her, um, yeah. and so I've done that as well. And and I feel like you know I think it's what's happening with her is really just her body can't deal with anything. You know what it is? It's like it can't deal with things, and so if she gets any remote sort of, um, you know, she's got. Um, I think she would she would not be happy if I was talking about her health. So I would just say she's yeah. she's dealing with a little bit of she's got a little bit of um, uh, what do you call it uh, basal cell cancer in her leg, oh. and and so you know it's not it's not it's not seriously bad. Well, that's it's tough early, on anybody, and especially if you're a senior. Yeah, you know? it's just she's doing that. But it what tires you out? Yeah, what happens with it is your your leg. You know, it's on her leg, and your wounds don't really heal. And so what? Mm. And nothing heals, and so it's that com- combined with she's just not eating, and she she's got um, a little bit of emphysema because she smoked when she was younger. So it's it's a combination of everything more than it is one yeah. thing, and and so um, mom, don't be mad at me for talking about your health on, on the podcast but it's uh-huh. it's uh it's i don't she doesn't know about the podcast i haven't talked to her well, about let's the not podcast, tell her. so we're not going to tell her about the podcast no, because I, I i i want her, 
you know, I think she'd be happy to know she's a very practical woman. She'd be happy to know that she was uh, helping people. At the same time, she'd be mortified yes. that anything personal was being discussed about her. Yeah. So I always, you know, no, I always I know. Th- thought, um, yeah, any rate. So oh, I went through, that, through with, that with my mom, too, is thinking, you know, when I wrote about mom and, you know, put a whole book out about her disease and, and how crappy it was and... And then I just thought, you know what? No, I, I think mom would be, well, if that helped anybody, by God, that's a good thing. Yeah. I could just hear her. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but you, I just, I don't need to remind you of this, but maybe I do. Please look after yourself through all this. Because the stress on you is is really critically, it's, it's it is it's critical it's something you have to really pay attention to yeah you know i think that uh, thanks i i will i think i wish uh, if i could make something light of all of this i wish i was one of those people when they were stressed like lost weight what the hell i'm the exact opposite i get stressed <laughs> and i I eat and I gain weight. Even if I don't eat, I gain weight. As soon as I get stressed, I can always tell in my life where I'm at by, you know, if I gain five pounds, it's always, always when I'm stressed. It's never when I'm not stressed. So I wish I was one because, of those people that you lose weight when you're stressed. But you're, that what happens to your immune system when you're yeah, stressed? Yeah, it's terrible. Out? It's hormonal. Yes. Yeah. It's, you know, cortisol pulsing through you. It's, yeah. it's adrenaline. It's these crazy hormones that are racing through your body, and I think that's so typical. I think there's only the one only hormone left I've in my body. The only time I've lost weight with stress is when I've been, my heart's been broken. I yes, can't eat. Me too. I can't think. Yeah. I'm just like, Isn't that funny? I look in the mirror at my face, and I'm like, wow, my heart is crushed, but God dang it, I look great. <laughs> Isn't that funny you say that? Because ex- <sighs> we are so much alike, it's weird. I, I am exactly, <laughs> the only time I lose weight on stress is when I have a broken heart. It's exactly the same. But at any rate, let's come back. I'm going to go blow my nose. La, 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 la. I mean, you're facing the same stuff that I faced with my mom's declining health. But like you just said, on, on our break, Everybody, we were just talking about the humor that still kind of makes us survive. It's a dark humor, but it's it's a humor, you know. Yeah, it is a bit of a dark humor. You you have to find you have to find the moments, and you have to oh. you have to realize that life is a circle. And and I, I guess you know what's funny, Jan. I I had a guy come into my office this week who. Somebody had introduced me to him and said, "Oh, would you meet with this this guy? He's got this. He's he's got the quote it factor, and he's looking to build out his next platform." And so I had visions of that I was going to meet like some new like amazing guru who had like super accomplished. Right. So in walked this 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 young man. I think he's twenty one years old or so, and is you know maybe twenty twenty one, who hadn't really done a, a heck of a lot other than he had tried to be an entrepreneur and had, you know, worked hard and had done some, you know, fun things and, and interesting things and, and had and had big dreams. And he said, and and, and it was an interesting thought to me because I sat there and he said, do you have any advice for me? And I said, well, the advice I've got for you is probably going to sound like the advice coming from somebody who is old. I said, but 
because I got the same advice when I was your age and I didn't believe it. And that is that right now you think you have nothing but time ahead of you. You can't imagine that you don't have all the time in the world to do things, try things, be places, you know, ex- experience and experiment. And I said, and, and all that is true until you hit middle age and you go, where did the time go? So the yeah. one thing you have to guard jealously and you have to be hyper aware of is the value of the time that you have right now. So don't think about it as endless. Don't think about it as limitless. Don't think about it as time that you can waste something because there's lots of more of it to come. It's the most valuable thing you have. And I'm sure he left there thinking, that was really great that that old woman told me. (laughs) But I really believe it's some of the best advice. And we all got the same advice and none of us believed it because you can't see it when you're younger. I guess. No, and and you you blink and you're 20, you blink and you're 30, you blink yeah. and you're 50, you blink and you're 80. Yeah. And everyone says the same things. As you get older, those long, lazy, endless summer days yeah. that you experience at 10, 11, 12 years old, when you're just praying to be older, you're praying to be tall enough to go on the rides, you're praying to be old enough to get your driver's license, you know, and, and all these rites of passage that are these markers, you know, 16, 18, 21, you know, you can gamble and go to Vegas. And and then all of a sudden, <laughs> the everything gets put into reverse and you're like, whoa, 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 wait a minute here. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be 30 years old on this birthday. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it, you're so right. I think that's really timely, really great advice, no pun intended. And uh, <laughs> you can't, you can't, it doesn't go forever. And uh, it, it just is, you have to make hay while the sun shines. There's another old person saying, but it's so true. Those those old adages don't really change too much, Arlene, as, as the decades wear on. Those things about hard work and dedication. And I always say to people that are, are in the arts, like singing, I'm like, listen, it, it, it's all, it's, talent is part of it but it's not half as important as persistence and yeah. they look at me like I've got five heads yeah you've got to be persistent you've got to be te- steadfast because talent is obsolete and they don't believe me just put the radio on you hear stuff and you're going how the hell is that on the radio well because someone was more determined than you were yeah and and, and there's always somebody there there's always somebody that whole 15 minutes there's already there's always somebody to fill the void and there's always the next big thing and you know I'm sure you know if you recall like Barbara Streisand was like to me she was I remember watching her in Funny Girl and all of the amazing things she did as a, a singer and then an actress and her transitioning from a singer to an actress and and what happened with her career and her beautiful voice and I don't know that, you know, now now it's then it becomes, you know, Katy Perry, then it becomes Taylor Swift, then it becomes um what's the get like the gal that wears her hair in a ponytail. I'm sorry, I can't think of her names are than A. Um, um Ariana. Ariana. Um and, and so they're all uh, Beyonce, they're all like I guess Beyonce don't oh don't write to me on this one because I'm sorry I'm making an analogy, but Beyonce might be this generation's Barbara in some respects, right? In terms of the scale of the voice and the and the 
the the the breadth of the talent you know more more than just a musician but a songwriter and a performer in the arts in in movies and stage and did so much um beyonce has just taken that and added 21st century technology and uh lighting and <laughs> Um, artistry to it, so they're 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 not that I'm comparing them. I'm basically saying every century, every generation, every decade, every year has every month has its star, and you know you your purpose isn't to be the star forever. Your purpose is to shine as brightly as you can through the periods of your life that you experience, and you know it's because you know ten years from now it'll be Arlene who. And, you know, maybe I hope I leave enough of a legacy that people will remember who I am to some extent, but they won't really. And, you know, a hundred years from now, they definitely won't. And so, you know, as much as I think I'm leaving a legacy and I want to, um, you have the legacy of music, which I think is really uh, crosses generations and, and centuries differently than certainly tele- a television show would. Um, I'm hoping I'm doing leaving the legacy through my investments. Oh my gosh! But, of course you are. But you're, my, you're, you know, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Grandchildren. Yes. And and television is permanent. All I They're I not disagree watch with TV you quite years a bit enough. there, but I I do know where you're going. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. And I get that. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying. So, but speaking about, let's talk about. Have did you? Let's talk about something completely different. Um, yeah. Yeah. Did you see that Mila and Ashton story? That there was something, there was a rumor yeah. that said that, um, Just that they, they're splitting up. Yeah, tabloid, she left him, took pictures. the kids because of his suffocating ego, right? Yeah. And then they did this video that basically hilarious. Like, it was hilarious. Why do entertainment companies, why why do they repeat those things? Why, you know, talk about fake news. Well, why do they get away with it? Because, uh, like, it, it, you, slander used to be slander. Like, you couldn't, you know, my mom believed the um, National Enquirer. She bought those every week. Did she? Oh, she loved them. The 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 aliens have landed on inside of Goldie Hawn's brain. Well, all of it. <laughs> Elizabeth they... Taylor not really dead. Elvis spotted in, uh, you know, Shoppers Drug Mart. He's not dead, you know. Uh, they've got pictures of him, and uh, you know all that stuff. But I think the fact that they were able to make fun of it as a couple and go, we're still going strong, and, yeah. and people humor resonates. Yeah, it really, but, really resonates. And but, I think that's how I would approach things to um, to not get mad, to not come out and I'm suing, you know, this magazine or that magazine. It was blasphemous. It's not true. They came out with humor and people really understood the message and they kind of realized how silly these covers are. You know, whatever you can do to sell a buck, uh, those snake oil that, salesmen are still alive and well. And and it's it's across the board in journalism everywhere. And And that used to be... You know, the Enquirer used to be where that stuff stayed, but now it's gone mainstream, and that's why people are consistently talking about fake news, because it's entered into the realm where, you know, journalists are getting news from sources that were unthinkable even 10 years ago. So I think that's where all this stuff, you know, that's why it's a bit disconcerting. What's the wildest rumor you've ever been at the center of? That I killed myself. What? Yeah, I read it in, in, a, in a magazine probably 15 years ago that I had, uh, it was some kind of a forum 
it was on the internet and it was a it was a chat room and god only knows how i ended up there but these these people these anonymous people were talking about that i had uh, killed myself wow yeah like who, yeah. Why, why would somebody start a rumor like that that's just so I don't know. ridiculously gross mm-hmm. huh i but um you know th- there's always silly things i think um you know that stuff's always kind of hurtful. Yeah. You're like wow. And yeah. um, you know, rumors can certainly turn into to horrible things if you're not mindful about them. But that's about it. I feel I feel lucky that I haven't been too raked over the coals. Yeah. What did Winston Churchill say that uh, a the the truth the a lie is halfway around the world before you even get your pants on in the morning or something like that? <laughs> like, isn't there something about how you know, like a rumor, and yet, and people they t- they they love spreading it. Like, it's it's shocking to me the things people will say that they don't have any idea if they're true that are actually demeaning and and very hard on people's you know the people they're talking about and they'll spread it and they'll spread it and it's like a little tiny tiny little you know opens the the, the door into the side of us that wants to just put people down and you it's know it's always the, about power it's always it's always about, about having attention and having something that brings attention to the person saying it so when they're able to cup their hand around someone's ear and whisper this nonsensical untrue thing um you know, did you hear about this or that? I mean, people, there's a lot of people that live for that. They love the power. They love the control. They love to have something that nobody else has. I mean, I'll tell you what, it, Twitter's going to know that I'm dead before I hit the goddamn floor. <laughs> because, you know, before I even hit the floor, there's going to be something on Twitter that I've gone. I've got my, you know, I've got my Twitter automatically programmed to send out a tweet on my behalf. And you don't you don't want to know what it says, <laughs> anyhow. Jan, to you in the Danube, I I love talking to you. I think our our session's up here. Our session. And this I feel didn't like cost a, me any money. Once again, it's the best therapy in the world. It is. Yeah, that's how I feel. Me too. Um, thanks for hearing me out and helping me through my emotions with my mom. And I uh, talk to your friends, everybody. No matter where in the world they are, take some time and talk to your friends. You're here. La 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 la